be the Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. What an opportunity to play, and the Jets have given me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the Better Fin Fan Podcast is back and live directly post-game reaction show right here for everybody's viewing pleasure. And Danny, just like in the intro, I think we could really use Alindo Mari right now. Just saying. I think we could really use <laughs> Alindo Mari right now. But sir, right. nonetheless, how the hell are you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. I, I, I'm telling you, Jason Sanders has now missed two. I know it was a 55-yarder, so those aren't gimmies by no means. But I'm telling you, everybody's telling me he hasn't cost you any games. He, You need a better kicker. You need an, an upgrading kicker. But, look, it hasn't cost you a game yet, so we live to fight another day. And let me tell you, that block, that block. Um, that was wild. I, I had I never think, seen anything like that. I think uh, Bill Belichick saw the, the constant motion that Tyreek Hill is in. And said, "Here, hold my beer. Watch what I could do on defense. With the same exact with the yeah. same exact style of play." But sir, nonetheless, we we said it. We said it when we started previewing the show that we thought it was going to be a close game. I said that Tua was going to be somewhere in the in the range of two twenty to two fifty as far as passing the rock. He's at two hundred and forty nine to to finish his game. Twenty one of thirty, one touchdown, one interception. By the way, that interception. I text you right away. That interception was terrible. That was a Zach Wilson read. I don't understand where that ball was going, but nonetheless, very clean game for him. Very smart decision-making. Um, quick decision-making, by the way. Like, I don't know if you heard Chris Collinsworth during the game. He said, like, the the Bill Belichick defense guys were like, we don't even know what the point of blitzing this guy is because of how quickly he gets rid of the ball. Right. No, no, he gets the ball out quickly. Um, but I thought that in the second half, it was I thought they did a better job kind of slowing him down a little bit. Sure. Because obviously it was a tale of two halves. Because the second half, the offense didn't look as crispy. And Tyreek Hill, we said he wasn't going to have another 200-yard game. For sure. We said that, too. How many yards did he have? I think he had, like, 40. Like it, He ended it, up with 40 yards. In to- exactly yeah, so, 40 yards. So, credit to Bill Belichick. And, you know, that's just what Bill Belichick does. He finds what your strength is, and he'll tell you to beat, beat him another way. And the Dolphins, to their credit, they figured it out. Yeah, uh, Jalen Waddle four catches, eighty six yards. River Craycraft two catches, thirty four. Salvin um, Salvin Achman out of the backfield three catches, twenty eight yards. Braxton Burrios a very nice catch in the first half. Yeah, your boy keeps showing up, keep showing up for us, man. Uh, uh, look, I I told you Braxton Burrios receiving wise, you're gonna love him. I just hate him as, as far as special teams go. Special teams, I think he's horrible. But well, let's talk, let's talk about that first half because we also got to talk about that Dolphins defense in the first half. Three points. Three points. And they shut Running, down the run. We shut down the run. We 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 said, listen, I think Mike McDaniel said it best during his post-game victory speech last week. He said sometimes the offense is going to win the game. Sometimes the defense is going to win the game. Sometimes we're going to need special teams to win us the game. I think this game, the defense again showed up because they, they slowed down the run to or through a very bad interception. And guess what? The defense is like, here, don't worry about it. We're going to get you right back on the field. Right back on the field, they came, and the Raheem Mostert untouched all the way to the end zone. Yeah, man, that, that, that play was big. Uh, my question is, uh, I don't know, because I, I missed the very beginning of the game when they announced yeah. the starters. Did you find out if the Patriots had their starting five linemen? 
because I knew that th there was three in question, and I'm not sure if if all of them, two of them missed. Two of them missed. Because I I figured that once that they were missing some starters on the offensive line, it was going to be a lot more difficult for them to run the ball. So like we said, this is the week to show that you can you know defend the run, and I mean for the most part they did it. No matter who was starting for them, they showed that they could stop it. For the most part, right? In the fourth quarter, they started letting up a little bit, but I think that they were getting a little more tired back then, so a little different. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I personally liked everything on this defense. I mentioned during the preseason shows that we were doing that I think Andrew Van Ginkle was going to have – go back to what Andrew Van Ginkle was under the Brian Flores regime where he was coming off that edge and getting a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback. Danny, I think it goes without saying, Andrew Van Ginkle gets the game ball on defense – as far as the way he played this entire game, cutting off the running backs coming out of the backfield, cutting off Juju Smister on a quick pass out to him. He closed that. He closed line the hell out of that guy. And he almost got that pick. He almost did get that on pick. On that screen, yeah. The, the the swim moves around the, le the left tackles, the right tackles, it didn't matter. Andrew Van Ginkle was getting pressure the whole entire game. What do you think about Andrew Van Ginkle this game? Well, I was surprised that he got so many more snaps than uh, Emmanuel Akba last week. But obviously, he's showing that he deserves those snaps. And um, I'm not going to say he's better than Jalen Phillips, right? You still want Jalen Phillips out there. Of course. But to have him back as another option, I mean, the kid was wrecking havoc today. For sure, MVP of the defense tonight. For sure. Offense and defense were finally sinking. That is 100% Gloria. And a lot of people don't don't bring up Kater Kohu. Another solid team by the kid. Like, how could you not talk about Kater Kohu? Like, the fact that this guy, again, undrafted rookie out of – Texas Tech, your mama's high school, because I don't even know the rest of the freaking plural of, of where he went. Dude, he's always in there, and he, you're not getting away from him. Like, once you're in his arms, he's bringing you down one way or another. You know what my favorite thing about him is? is This is something that you don't see very often in the NFL. The nickelback is usually in for nickel situations. Sure. If, if they only have two cornerbacks on the, on the field, he is that second cornerback. He yep. plays nickel when they're playing the nickel package, but he is always on the field. And I think that that's something that goes unnoticed sometimes because this kid is a baller, and they want him on the field as much as possible. And, I mean, I know once Jalen Ramsey comes back, he's going to lose a – well, I mean, they, they play the nickel more than anything. Right. That's the package that you guys use the most. But it, it, I really enjoy watching Kato Kohu play. Uh, I'm gonna, I am gonna. understand how we're not talking about the offensive MVP of this game. It has to go your boy – I think it has to be double game balls here because I think one you would give, yeah, one you would give to Mike McDaniel because he stuck with the run game, and then he stuck with the run game, and your boy showed out. Raheem Mostert, eighteen carries, one hundred and twenty-one yards, averaged six point seven, two TDs. Danny, this run game was legit. I have a question for you. Sure. If Jonathan Taylor ended up getting traded to this team and he has this game tonight, how many people are saying? Great trade. This is what right. we needed. We didn't right. have this last year. You did have it last year. You just didn't use it last year. For sure. So and there is no need to trade a first-round pick for a Jonathan Taylor when you have this already on your team. And that's it, it, the fact that Jeff Wilson is still injured. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, I was saying it goes back without saying. Everybody, I don't want to say everybody, a majority of the fan base wanted Dalvin Cook. A majority of the fan base wanted and Jonathan Taylor. He hasn't looked very good on the Jets yet. He has not. And the fact that is. You know who has looked good? Raheem Mostert through two weeks has looked very good when you give him the opportunities, and he's done the most. I did like A-Chain. I liked what I saw from A-Chain when he had the opportunities to get in there. You thought he was tackled at times, and he would 
again, sneak out for a, a for what looked like a loss of yardage. He would sneak out for like a three or four yard run. And I think that goes back to the speed that A Chain has. Um, yes, you're absolutely right, Gloria. Not you, not you. But you, you know, you know who I'm talking about. We're not gonna call people out on this show, but you know exactly who we're talking about. There is a majority of the fan base was like anything, any other name out there at running back, let's get them. And even though what we had at home, Danny, like you said, we just weren't using them. But we had that type of talent in our backfield already. I guess what was another thing that stood out to you this game? Um, I think the I mean the patience with the running game is what really stood out to me the most. I mean, I figured, I figured that's what you want to spend some time on. Yeah, I, I know that we said it already, but this is what the balance that you guys needed to be that lethal offense because going deep all the time is great, but eventually professional NFL teams figure out how to shut that down. And if they don't shut it down, they'll slow it down or two will have an off day because he, every NFL quarterback has an off day. So you need to figure out other ways to be productive. And the fact that he was able to stick to the run game, I think that that says all you need to hear about the progress that Mike McDaniels made from his rookie season as a head coach to the sophomore season. Like, and I remember there were some times that they, they would like get like a nine, 10 yard run and they, they would pan over to Mike McDaniels face and he got like a huge smile on his face, almost like a, well, I didn't know it was this easy. I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know that this worked. So, and, uh, <laughs> okay. What the I, fuck, All right. Man. All right. You know, if that's how you want to get down, if that's how you, you. want to get down. So I think, yes, like you said, game ball to Mike McDaniel, just because he's showing, all right, this isn't the same Madden playing Mike McDaniel from his rookie season. It's for fun. Sure. It is. But you need the run game. And especially in the fourth quarter. For example, that last touchdown drive by the Patriots, you guys look gassed. The, the, the defensive line looked gassed. So you couldn't come out and all of a sudden either go three and out or let's say hypothetically one bomb that gets you into field goal range and then three and out and four plays later, you put up three points, but the defense is back on the field. Like you need to run the ball. And I think Mike McDaniel has added that to his arsenal. And that makes you guys just so much more dangerous. I, when I look at the final team stats, Danny, 388 yards for us to – the Patriots, 288 passing yards, 240 for us to their 200 rushing yards, 144 to ours. And again, I think we were giving up 10 yards of carry to everyone on the Los Angeles Chargers backfield. They ended up with 88 total yards rushing this week. Now, we kind of said this leading up to it, that if it's going to be a week for you to show up against a run, it was going to be this one because Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson aren't Austin Eckler and Kelly coming out the backfield for the Chargers. And mind you, mind you, the Chargers have a beautiful O-line. They yeah. they have an, an – sir, their O-line is beast. So guess what? The ability to stop the run showed up this game. Next week, obviously, we got the Denver Broncos coming to town. Sean Payton at the helm bringing in uh, – I want to say it's Jamal Williams, if I'm not mistaken. He'll be leading that. Russell Wilson and his legs, he'll be doing some same. They lost a very close game this week. Yeah, um, 35 33 to the commanders. I, I by think the way, the lead. Did you see the the final of that game? I know we're talking Dolphins right now, but Danny, when you get a chance, go look at the Hail Mary at the end of that game that they tied it with. They tied it with the Hail Mary. I mean, not tied it, brought it within two points with the Hail Mary at the end of the game, and then couldn't get a two point. It was amazing. It was amazing. But Javante Williams, by the way, is their running back. Javante Williams. Sorry, I said Jamal Williams. Javante Williams. Uh, he brings his talents to South Florida next week. I am going to go ahead and go to the home opener. I don't know if I told you that. I will be there. I'm going to push what I got to do with my ankle. 
a week. And then um, I'm just going to I'm going to power through it, man. I'm going to power through it. I have to be you there too. We're, we're, we're two and oh, I am definitely going to the home opener. Um, outside of that, let's talk the second half. The second half, we came out. We got the ball. I expected us to just go right down, march right down the field. So not thinking, not thinking Bill Belichick. It's still big Bill Belichick. He came out with a good game plan, had us punt the ball real quick. When I saw when I saw that, that we had to punt the ball right away, it, it, it gave me flashbacks to the history of the Miami Dolphins and this this particular team. Like just in general, the Miami Dolphins. How many times have we been in that situation? where we come out, all right, now they stumped us, and we don't find a way to come back into the game. That's not this Miami Dolphins team. We have all three phases of this team working at full strength. Now, I get it. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. It's only two weeks in. But what we've seen through two weeks is now when this team, this unit isn't playing up to par, don't worry about it. This unit's going to pick up the slack. And this, I don't know, Danny, for me, it was a complete win game. Outside of your boy, Jason Sanders, missing those two field goals, well, one block and the other one missed. Outside of that, we're we're tackling very well. We're stopping people when we need to stop them, and we're beating who we're supposed to be beating. I know to start the season off, I said that we were going to go 3-0 and to start the season off, and I give us our first loss. I want to say I give us our first loss against the Bills. I want to say that's what mine was. That, that's game four, huh? Yeah, yeah, game four. I thought that was going to be our first loss. So ultimately, it's keeping track for us right now. Um, I No, I'm telling you, Gloria, 100%. I will be there next week, 100%. I've already... Spoke to the doctors and I said, I am pushing it a week. It's feeling a whole lot better. I'm gonna go to the game. Um, how much how much time I'm gonna spend on my ankle? That's a different story. Um, but I'm going, but Danny, like I said, all three units are working together in cohesion, I, and that makes it so exciting for me as a dolphin fan, because usually it's one or the other, right? Got a really good difference, really shitty offense, or we got a really good offense, really shitty defense, or your special teams is giving up giving up uh you know, really big plays, and then they're starting on your forty, or they're starting on your forty-five. This, I'm super excited for this for this team as a whole. I, I what I do want to ask you: What do you think changed? What, what what was the difference in the second half that the Patriots all of a sudden had were able to move the ball and put up some points? I will say it's Bill Belichick, man. At the end of the day, people, I get it. We all said the Patriots going to be at the bo- the bottom dwellers of this division. Obviously, with the loss of Aaron Rodgers. The Jets may have something to say about that this season. And I'm not trying to take a shot at the Jets here, but going from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson, that is a major drop-off. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bill Belichick, at the end of the day, is going to have his team prepared to play no matter who's coming into their house or no matter who they're going to go play. So I think it was just a matter of them going in, making the adjustments they needed to make. And by the way, just Bill Belichick telling everybody, hey, guess what? I'm still that guy. But ultimately, he doesn't have the team to back up his uh, his bravado. Like, oh, by the way, did you did you did you happen to catch the way he threw that challenge flag when I texted you? With, by the way, best challenge flag of all time. The way he dirty looked that referee and then just slapped it right next to him in disgust. In disgust. Um, yeah, for sure. Listen. I think this goes to a sentiment that every Dolphin fan should know the way that we've been we've had to see Bill Belichick for the last 20 plus years. He always figures out a way to adjust on the fly, especially at the second half. And that's exactly what happened. What about you? Um, I thought that Mac Jones looked more comfortable. I'm not sure why, but he yeah. did. Um the, I mean, obviously the incorporating of the run game also helps, but I thought just Mac Jones looked more comfortable. He was hit, he was there was one pass down the side down the left sideline 
where he was on the move and he dropped the ball beautifully. Now it wasn't inbounds, but like I was like, man, this kid, he's he looks more comfortable. Now, if you guys weren't getting home as much, I thought Bradley Chubb was doing a poor job until he finally got home in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I still I still don't Bradley Chubb, I, I thought could have played better. Van, maybe it's because I saw what Van Ginkle was doing on the left side that I was like, all right, Chubb, now you do it on the right. But um, uh, but Van Ginkle, I think made Chubb maybe not look as impressive. But it goes. I, I just thought that I thought that he he looked more comfortable, like I said. It's a very good point, Gloria. I thought the same thing. He just in so much disgust at the referees, like, how dare you say I'm short? How dare you? And he just threw the flag at him. Um, but I think that for you, you've been a big you've been a big proponent of saying we should not have given up a first rounder for Bradley Chubb. And then when you mm-hmm. see a guy like Andrew Van Ginkle just show out the way he just showed out today. And knowing that you're not paying Andrew Van Ginkle that amount of money that you're paying Bradley Chubb, and knowing that you didn't give him a first rounder to get an Andrew Van Ginkle, I think it goes to without saying that you're you're like, this is what you this is what you've been saying all season. Bradley Chubb maybe doesn't deserve the type of money he's getting right now, but Danny, I think it I think he does because be, you got to give that extra attention to Bradley Chubb because he can take on each tackle in the NFL one on one. Andrew yeah. Van Ginkle is getting the the props of that. Because so much more attention has to go to the opposite side. No, I mean, that, that's a great point. Uh, and and just talking about the money, and I, I never want to say that somebody doesn't deserve the money. Let sure. everybody get the money that sure. they get. But sure. um, the the player that that has the biggest ha- salary cap hit on your team is Emmanuel Ogba. He's not playing well, or did he even play today? Because yeah. I didn't see his ass out there. So. And Van Ginkle is completely taking his spot. And then Chubb, like I said, he cost you a first-round pick. So, again, I don't want to talk about negatives right now because right. It, was, it was a positive. It was a win. You're 2-0. and But when we're talking about just a negative, I didn't think Bradley Chubb played as great as I, I was hoping. And, but Van Ginkle, maybe, like I said, maybe it's because Van Ginkle is doing so much on the left side. And to your great point, you know, maybe Chubb's getting more attention on one side and freeing up Van Ginkle on the other. Okay. I, I figured um, that we bring this up because obviously for those who are new to the show, which, by the way, welcome. Um, Danny is a Jets fan. And Danny, when I again, your your preseason prediction was based off the fact that you had a healthy team and a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Right. Mm-hmm. That was your initial that, that was your initial reaction. Yep. Now, that you, now that you're two weeks in, you got a chance to look at the Buffalo Bills. And granted, the Buffalo Bills picked on the Las Vegas Raiders today. Big whoop. If you're a Bills fan, big whoop. You picked on the Raiders. I think everybody's going to pick on the Raiders this year. Yeah. Um, do you still feel as confident to think that Bills are still the team that has to that everybody has to go through for the AFC's crown? Yeah. And okay. I won't change my mind until week four. Okay. Week four, uh, if you guys handle the Bills in Buffalo, uh, then maybe I, I think differently. But until then, no. Uh, I just realized that I still have one and zero on the graphics, so let me update that for you guys in just in a second. Well, well, it's it, it, listen. In all fairness, you had a one and zero because we went live right away as soon as the game was over. I didn't give yeah. you your due diligence to be able to go ahead. And Richard, listen, do you feel the same way? Do you think the Bills, based off what you've seen over two weeks from your team, do you think they're the team to go through the? Listen, before you get a chance to answer, Richard, I'm going to say that you guys still are that guy because I feel like until you beat them and you take it from them. Technically, it's still theirs, right? They won the division. They're still the team to go after. 
But like you said, week four, I guess we'll get a better understanding of where we actually are. But 2-0, first place in the division, Danny. I'll take it because I think – oh, and by the way, an another great stat. One of the things that we were worried about is how many road games we had to start the season off, Danny. Oh, now that's that going to end up being a positive for you guys now. I was about to say, 2-0 to start on the road is a looks a whole lot better now when four out of our last five games are right at, home. at home. So – Another another great uh, deal for us. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, it's facts because it, it's been the tale of two different teams, right? But in all fairness, I give props to the Jets. The Jets, I think, have been the only team so far to punch the Josh Bills like normal, right? To punch the Bills in the mouth, and then Josh Allen just hasn't figured out the Jets' defense yet. There you go, and I just updated it two and zero, and it's September seventeenth, like it. not fourteenth. So well, there you I'll go. Take care now. Um. So after watching the Dolphins Facts. for two weeks, do you see any? Because I know you said that you feel confident in the three phases. Yeah. Do you see any weakness on this team as of right now? Eli Apple, Eli the Apple man. Listen, I I put a poll up on Twitter. I said who gets voted off the island first, Eli Apple or Jason Sanders? Now, why isn't Cam Smith getting in the game? I, listen, I think we, I discussed this with you last couple of weeks. Something about Cam Smith during practice or something is giving Vic Fangio the pause to not put him in there. What that is, we don't know because we're not right. there. We, we're not seeing what goes on in the bubble when they have these practices together. Right, right, right. But I think when Vic Fangio goes back and looks at looks at this tape and sees how often Eli Apple is getting beat, I'm like, just throw the kid out there. Like, <laughs> how much worse can it be? It can't get any worse, right? Because Eli Apple was getting beat by Devontae Parker, ladies and gentlemen. By mm -hmm. Devontae Parker over and over Ooh. again. No, but and let me tell you something. Devontae Parker is is weak. The way Cam uh, Cam, the way Xavier Howard just muscled him out of bounds and just basically got in position where the receiver should be. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like at some point, I was like, is that illegal contact at any point? Because he just completely <laughs> like disregarded him. He's like, there was nobody else on the route. It was just Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. So Props to Xavier Howard for muscling fucking Devontae Parker. This defense, by the way, got four sacks today on on the on Mac Jones. I almost Mac called Jones. him Josh Allen. Jesus Christ. I almost called him Josh Allen. Um ooh, listen, we, we if we talked about this on the Jet show directly after after their loss, um, it, it's a good question. Danny still feels pretty confident in his team. We're um, not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk Jets. We're not gonna, gonna talk, talk about Jets. it. We're not gonna we're talk not about it. Danny still feels pretty confident in his team, but you know, you got to tune into the Jet Show for that one. Um, I guess, Danny, real quick, because we got to talk Broncos. Broncos are coming up. I know we'll preview the game later this week. We're going to drop a preview episode of the Broncos game on Thursday. Well, can I can I ask you a quick question before sure. you, you start wrapping this up? What did you think of that um, unnecessary roughness penalty on Jalen Waddle? Because I thought that that was going to be the game changer as far as uh, you guys were going to have to punt it. And they were going to have plenty of time to kind of work the ball down the field. And they had momentum going in their way. So I was, I was like, oh, man, like this is going to be a very controversial call. And, um, and it was, I'm, I thought that the way you hit him in the back of the helmet, it warranted yeah. the, the call. But uh, at the same time, it's like, man, that's a rough can call I, to make in can, such a can, crucial situation. Can I be bluntly honest with you? Mm -hmm. The homer in me is like 100% throw that flag. Helmet-to-helmet right. helmet contact merits a flag, right? 100%. Right. 
Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, letter of the law, I, I got it. You ask yourself a question. You remember the Randall Cobb hit that happened during hard season? Right. Yes. There was like, yo, we're not in the same NFL we were when we first got drafted. Yeah. It's kind of what you have to go back to. Um, Gloria, they, they said they said that he's good. They just kept him out for observation. So I think he'll be he'll be just fine. And at that point, once we, we got that yardage to go in our direction, there's really no point in rushing him back into the game. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm sure we'll find out by tomorrow if, if he'll be a go for practices upcoming day. And he was limited at practice this week, but obviously not for a shot to the head. But then he goes back to the one that happened with Randall Cobb in Hard Knocks. I think if this was the NFL 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been mad if it wasn't called because that's just the NFL that was happening back then. I would have been mad if it would have been called this game because nowadays they throw flags for every ticky-tack hard hit. So right. I would have been more upset if they wouldn't have thrown that flag or if they would have picked up the flag because that was clear helmet-to-helmet contact. Right. Letter of the law, I, I understood it. Yeah. What I, I guess I, the best way I could put it is I almost feel bad for the defenders now because Waddle's back is to him. So one, he doesn't know if he has the ball still. He, right. So he doesn't know if he's going in for a tackle. Yeah. And two, when he launches himself to get that tackle, Waddle's still technically falling. So it's almost like he's he's going in towards Waddle, but you don't know where exactly you're going to hit at the speed in which Waddle's falling. So I thought that it sucks to be a defender right now in the NFL, but I thought that it was the correct call. So just in case any Patriots fans, because you know how that thing goes on Twitter after a game. Anybody saying that that was BS? I I think that letter of the law, it was the right call, and and I was with it. Um, one thing that I will tell you is, and by the way, I got distracted because somebody somebody's defending your boy right now on on Twitter uh, with the poll that I put. So far, forty five votes, sixty four percent goes to Jason Sanders to get him off this team. Uh, somebody tweeted been, for those. I've been saying it back. People, you guys were hating me when I was saying this before. Uh, two for MVP tweets for those saying Jason, the block field goal was made by a great play, and Sanders missed a this tough is true. 55 yarder. I still trust him. <laughs> and Danny, it goes back to what I was originally going to say. The reason I say, last week, the reason I say um, that you probably got to get Eli Apple out of there because for me, Jason Sanders, again, I still have enough faith in him where you say, you know what? It's a one-off. That was a tough 55-yard kick. Like, we could say that. that That's fair. But we've seen Eli Apple get beat on several different teams now. It's not yeah. like if this is new to us. We've right. seen Eli Apple get abused by different receivers throughout the NFL on different teams. My thing is, put in the rookie, not because I'm saying he's better than Eli Apple. I'm not saying that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if Kemp Smith right now is that dog. What I do know is that Eli Apple isn't that dog. So why not? How much worse could it be? Let's go ahead and start Cam Smith next week when we play the Denver Broncos. Can we talk about how your O-line has been standing up? Can we talk about it? Can we talk? That's what I said was going to happen. I said, you know what? I think Austin Jackson is going to have the the year that we've been waiting for him, for him to have. Mm-hmm. Only sacked once. Up until yep. that point, because they were jinxing it. They're yep. like, Tua, Tua hasn't been hit. Tua hasn't been hurried. You knew Tua it was coming. Been touched. Like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> That's it. The jinx The jinx is in the well, air I mean, now. He couldn't and, go the whole season without getting sacked. But, yeah. For sure. But, again, it goes back to Isaiah Wynn. It goes back mm-hmm. to Kendall Lamb. It goes back mm-hmm. to these two guys that, 
listen again, Danny's a Jets Before fan. Before preseason, we weren't talking about these guys. Right. Danny's a Jets fan, but he's been watching these preseason games. He's been watching these practices with me because we have to I'm be all knowing about each other's squad when we have to drop these podcasts. We're just going to get down here and just talk shit like most of the other podcasts do. And I've been we calling want... for Isaiah Wynn since the first preseason game. Right. Listen, we want to be as informed as possible. And Danny's always as informed as possible. He said it, and I quote, last week I, I almost went without mentioning Kendall Lamb, and he brought up Kendall Lamb. And Kendall Lamb had another monster game this week. Again, not facing Khalil Mack, not facing Joey Bosa, but still, nonetheless, you got to beat who they put in front of you. 100%. And Matthew Judon, he ain't no Makai Parsons, mm -hmm. but he's he's still a very good outside defender, and he's the one that got the one sack today. And he and they also need to get a huge assist for that untouched touchdown that Raheem Mostert ran in in the was it the fourth quarter? Yeah, he was not touched. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't. touched. It, it was it was the thing of beauty. It was like the, the, the Red Sea just is split open. And I don't think the offensive line is getting talked about enough. So props to them. And I did I did want to go to the last play of the game. Yeah. Did you think that that was the first down? Because I did. And when I thought that they got that first down, I thought, oh, shit, the Dolphins are going to lose this game. No, I didn't think they were going to lose the game, but I did think it was a first down. Oh, no. I thought By a the play way, like that, it, it, with, with the momentum rolling right. at, in New England, I was like, oh, no, they're going to. Or let me not say. Like, I it was, like, it was at, like, least, at least tie the game. Right. They're going to score like, that drive. It, it was like 32 seconds left at that point. I think they would have been at our 40. I want to say they would have been at our 40 at that point. Maybe. Even if they, if, exactly. even if they would have been at R thirty, if anybody in the comments can remember what position we were at, if that would have, I believe they would have been at our forty, if that would have been a first down. But I, with thirty two seconds left and no timeouts at that point, I wasn't worried about them getting the answer. But I did think it was going. Yes, yes, that is that is a nice <laughs> Red Sea reference. I did think at that point it was a first down. But when I obviously when we all saw it was the way that the guy in New York was was mentioning it. As soon as you see the knee go down, yeah, no. Once they showed and they, that, and they lined it up, I was like, All right, yeah. for sure, it's not a first down now. But yes, you're absolutely right. At that point, by the way, big shout out to Mike Gusecki. I knew they were going to try to use him this week, and use him they did. Devontae Parker again. He was lined up against Eli Apple. He he was going to get his, but <laughs> at, but ex Miami Dolphins did show up for the New England Patriots this week, and well, what a heads said, up play for Mike Gusecki to say, yeah, you know man. what? I know I'm going to be short. Let me toss it back. I thought that that was such a heads-up play. And I thought to myself, that, that's because it was Gusecki. I was like, this is going to be the play where they tie this game. And everybody's going to be like, fucking Gusecki. Like, yeah. I really thought that if they got that first down, this is going to go to overtime at least. That's what I, that's what I really thought. And, um, you know, I, I think that you, you, the Dolphins lucked out a bit getting out of there with, with, with that, that being short because that was one hell of a heads-up play by Gusecki. And that would have been tough to come back from because, I don't know, I thought that was crazy. And all the momentum that they had going at that point, that, that was wild. This comment right here just got me thinking about an old lady. The gifts that we see that they, they have their glasses on and they're like zooming in to see if they can actually see what's going on. That's what that... Gloria, I just imagine you as an 86-year-old lady trying to look at the TV screen. But... Nonetheless, Danny, again, it's exciting because we're talking about a 2-0, yep. a, Denver, a Denver Broncos coming in who obviously is a good team. They're better than they're, last year for sure. Right. They're for sure better than last year. Russell Wilson is playing better than last year, which we thought was going to happen because it's Sean Payton as a head coach now. Yeah, again, he's for over 300 yards. I, I'm not shitting on Nathaniel Hackett the way Sean Payton did, 
But Sean Bainian's been here. He's done this. So obviously the Denver Broncos are going to play a better team. But I think the fact that they're coming into Miami, kind of like how you thought that we we're going to lose the LA game because we were going into LA. Right. I always right. think when it's when it's like very similar rosters, like oh, right. who's going to win? I always give the advantage to the home team. We know the Broncos have a good defense. We know that. Russell yep. Wilson, Jerry Judy, like you said, uh, Javante yeah, Williams. Chetan. They're, they're, they have a decent team, but I think, and again, we're going to preview it. It's going to be a hell of a game. I, yeah. Again, I just like the Patriots game, I, I don't see a blowout. Obviously, it would be great. It would be great that we go out there and put 40 points up on the Broncos. Uh, I, I think they allowed the commanders to put up like 28 points on them today. If you could look that up real quick. It was 30-some-odd points. It was 35 points the commanders put up. So there you go. If the commanders put up 35 points, I say that we could be somewhere in that same vicinity. But then you also have a very good defensive-minded coach uh, coming in. I, I Listen, I, I'm excited to watch this game. I'm going to watch as much of it in, in, in person. Um, but... It was vintage Russell Wilson, at least stat-wise. I didn't watch the game. But 18 for 32, 308 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, six rushes for 56 yards. I think it's a great question by Richard Greenberg. Danny, we gave Zach Wilson, I believe, uh, on our panel, the one we had the Jets game, we gave him like a C plus because yeah, C. C, ulti- C plus. ultimately he didn't give away the game. He had some horrendous fourth-quarter reads. But, but he was ultimately, forcing it at that point, yeah. When, when I looked at Tua's game, it was one interception, but yeah. it wasn't just because of the interception. It was a really bad interception. The aspect of what were you looking at? Like that was a, a major underthrow, bad toss up there. It was just like he chucked it up in the hopes that a um, five foot eight Tyreek Hill go make a catch for me. Like if it was somebody who's like six four, six five, I get it. Yeah, toss it up against uh, Christian Gonzalez and see what happens. But I thought it was a bad read. But outside of that, I give Tua Tonga Vailoa. I give him an A minus, man. Outside of that one bad read, what else can you say when you looked at this game and be like, "Yeah, he didn't do that well." No, he, was he did. He did everything well. I he give him an A minus. I, I could I could ride with an A minus. Uh, he was efficient. He did what he had to do. Um, I mean that that play call at that to end the first half where they had uh, I forgot who it was that moved in motion, but then the receiver the cornerback had to move with him and that kind of freed up the space for Tyree Kill to do a quick out. Yeah. And Tua had that ball in there the second that he turned around. Like Tua is Tua is an, an elite quarterback. The question is, Ooh. like everybody says, Ooh. his health, right? So if he can stay healthy, the sky's the limit for this offense, honestly. So yeah, Gloria, I'd say a minus. Gloria, I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't believe he was hit. He was under pressure. He was under but, pressure. I don't know if he got if they made contact. Right. I don't think they made contact, but he was under pressure. They the pocket the pocket was collapsing on him. And he just he chucked it up there. Um, I don't believe he was hit, but he was definitely under pressure. But I feel like Tua, Gloria, and the reason that I, I, I'll give him an A minus, the reason I say that I didn't expect that from him, I would have expected it from a Tua in his rookie year. Uh, shit, I wouldn't have expected Tua in his last year. Just yeah, but the, everybody throws up a duck every once in a right, while. Right, right. But the the reason I didn't expect it from him is because he's done such a good job of window throwing, Danny. Do you saw yeah. I, when we go back and look at this all 22 and if you guys have the ability to get NFL plus and I know the NFL screwed us this year for your season ticket holders. They only gave us 40 percent off, I believe, of NFL plus. Isn't it like, like 10 bucks a month? Yeah, yeah. So when you go back and you look at the all 22, look how many throws Tua made into a window before they were even there. Like Chris Collinsworth said it perfectly. He threw the ball directly at Christian Gonzalez in that first half. Because Jalen Waddle wasn't in the picture yet. 
but he had already thrown it because he knew where Jalen Waddle was supposed to be. And as soon as Jalen Waddle came into the frame, boom, perfect dime right into the chest. And Danny, we knew he was accurate. But now yeah. you're talking about accuracy. You're talking about power down the field. You're talking about precision over the shoulder throws like we saw last week to Tyreek Hill in the end zone. That was such a beauty. Well, I when think you... the, the biggest thing is that Mike McDaniel and, and this offensive uh, game plan, like we don't know if the offensive line is as good as it is. And I only say that because they've been getting the ball out so fast. They, the defense doesn't have a chance to get to Tua because yeah. it's like not even a second and That's a fair bam, point. it's out. That's a fair and, point. And so I, I, if you finally play a team that can somehow, and you're not, because who's going to cover Tyreek Hill or Jaden Waddle? But if you found the team that magically figured out, okay, we can cover everybody for like three or four seconds, <laughs> then maybe this offensive line gets tested. But, man, the, he's getting the ball out so fast, it's almost unfair because the, the defense has no chance. You're absolutely right. Like, unless you have a defensive end that can get to the quarterback in 1.5 seconds to 2 seconds, it's not going to happen. And like you said, the the, the broadcaster was like, what's the point of blitzing? They're not going to get to 2 in time by the time he gets rid of that ball. So, again, Danny, it's – it's scary to look ahead. It is very scary to look ahead. You should just, you should we'll, do what we'll do it on Thursday, right? You should you you should not do what the what players you should do what the players do and take it one game at a time. For sure. But but you look at this together and you see the way the two is playing and like you said, health is a big thing. If two stays I mean, healthy, you guys, you guys started three and zero last year. We did, we did, and so, then so it's long a long behold, season. It's a long a little, season. A little bump to the back of the head, and you know our season started dwindling, yep. um, but. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, again, if you're listening to us on YouTube, I mean, if you're watching hey, us on hey, YouTube. Wait, I need you to answer this question before we sign off. Were you a little scared when the Patriots started making that comeback? No, I told you. I had all the faith in the world. I am telling you, and I've always been very blunt with you. If this was any other year, I would have been like, yeah, because last week when we won that game, those are games we lose in previous years. We don't find a way to get up the field, and we don't find a way to put it in the end zone in previous years. This year, I, I don't have that fear right now because of the talent that we have on offense and then, mind you, the talent we have on defense. I thought that one way or another, the way our defense showed up in the last 30 seconds of last week's game to force the intentional grounding, to force the big sack on Justin Herbert, I said, you know what? If they were able to do that last week, I know they're going to do it 100% against Mac Jones. No, so before no. you sign off, I am just gonna say one last thing. I know I sure. said I won't give it to the uh, to the Dolphins until they beat the Bills Week Four. Yeah, but I guess this is almost contradictory for me to say. But if somebody told me, gun to my head, I got to put money on a team to win the division, I'm putting it on the Dolphins right now because mm. this mm. this offense looks almost unstoppable, and I think you guys might end up with a home game, so in the playoffs. So oh, we'll God. see. That that would be awesome. That would be awesome because. Yeah. I don't think I've been to a playoff in my fandom of 1992. Yes, I showed my age there a little bit. Um, we've been to the playoffs a few times since then, but my mom was in a position to be able to buy me tickets to be able to go watch a playoff right. game. And as an adult, uh, they've only made it like two times or three times. Right. Yeah. So it's like that would be – listen, winning a Super Bowl is obviously what you want to go with, but I, I've never said the bar that – Right, I never <laughs> set the bar that high ever in my life. I never said this is the year for the Dolphins. I've never said that. Um, but Danny, being able to say I'm at a Dolphins home game for a playoff, that would be 
Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, listen, this is today. This is, th listen, I you haven't met Gloria yet in person because you haven't been able to go to the well, I don't want to say you haven't been able to go. I, I give well, you the I, ability I, to I, go. And NFL and games all happen at the same time. So I'm not gonna go to a random dolphin game while the Jets play Jets are playing. For sure. And then last year, was it we had it was the, you the had, Nets no, had no, a no, chance no. to you, break yeah. like a, a record of consecutive wins in franchise history, and it was at literally at the same time as the Dolphins Jets game, and I said you know what? I don't feel like watching Joe Flacco. I'll go watch see the Nets make history. And um, and that's the game that Kevin Durant got injured and never played again for the Brooklyn Nets. So. I'm, I'm dying for Danny to be at East 12 this year, Gloria, when the Jets and Dolphins play later this year. I think it's going to be very, very exciting. Um, got to take it one day at a time, Danny. Come on, bro. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but ladies, ladies and gentlemen, again, like I said, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your, your podcast itch, we appreciate you being here for the post-game reaction show. Um, our Miami Dolphins are 2-0. and Like, how much more can you ask for? We're undefeated right now. Um, nice. Wow. Richard wow. Greenberg Joe Montana's last game ever. In case you know what? You know, you know, Richard Greenberg, I mentioned my age, saying that I've been a fan since 92. And you, you definitely just showed your age by, by <laughs> commenting that. That's pretty awesome. But nonetheless, you've been here in the comment section supporting this. Hit the like button. It's free. I promise you, if you just hit the like button, you will not be charged. Subscribe no to the, Yeah, subscribe to the channel. Show us some love. We love the fact that we get to be on here and talk and talk Dolphins football with you guys here in the comment section. Danny, anything to uh, anything for our listeners before we get out of here? No, man, I'm looking forward to, to more of these postgame reactions. I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot more good than bad with uh, with the Dolphins this year. I think next week is going to be a little bit different because obviously I'll be at the home game. It's a one yeah, yeah. Well, game. You, you and I have you to plan it, things out because right. the Jets if you want, I'll record. I'll, I'll record from the car as I'm driving home. That's how we'll do a live broadcast. We'll, we'll no, figure it out because my wife and I have actually talked about going to New York for the Jets game. So we'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. plan it out. We'll plan it out. All right. Well, definitely, nonetheless, we will drop a preview episode of the Denver Broncos game on Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, it'll be exciting. We'll see if we'll get a special little guest to come join us. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, fins up. The Miami Dolphins are 2-0. Y'all have yourselves a great night. Peace. Peace.